Welcome, witches. Welcome back to another episode of the Still Rooms Grimoire. I'm your host, April Eckweilen. And this week we have a very special guest, um, somebody who has been, um, you know, coming up to the shop and offering some services there. So some of you who are local may have already met her as well as her daughter. Um, But on today's show, we have evidential psychic medium and owner of Soul Weaver Mediumship, Robin Vizone. Welcome, Robin. Hi, April. Thank you so much. So let's just, let's just get into it. I know a lot of, you know, we get questions in the shop and I'm sure you get this question, um, a lot is what, what's the difference between a psychic, a medium and a psychic medium? Oh gosh. Yeah. I do get that question a lot. You're right. <laughs> question because there is a difference. So psychic energy or psychic readers, they do something with your energy as the sitter or the person they're working with. So if someone came to the shop for me, then I'm working directly with their personal energy. So that's psychic work. Uh Mediumship is when you connect with spirits that have crossed the veil. And for an evidential medium, you're bringing through evidence that can only be known by that person and your sitter. And so you're making that connection. So that's mediumship. Gotcha. And the, the thing with psychics and mediums is that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are medium. Gotcha. So. It's kind of like the whole, all, you know, all Wiccans aren't witches and all witches aren't Wiccan that we get. Exactly. Same kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So gotcha. That- gotcha. And so, uh, and then when like with, with you an evidential psychic medium, you, mm-hmm. you had mentioned that you bring evidence basically like hey here I know this stuff and how would I know this stuff exactly so that's what we do as evidential mediums we like to provide evidence in the form of you know experiences and specific things pertaining to a loved one that has crossed the veil that there would be no other way to know about and my favorite are when they tell me things um that my sitter painted their nails red and then changed their mind yesterday Something that specific, oh, you know, wow. I could have known that I couldn't have looked it up on the internet, you know, so mm-hmm. it's only coming from, yes. Yeah, so it's stuff. That's the reason that we call ourselves evidential. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, yeah, like I said, you know, that question comes up a lot in the shop. Like you said, you get that question, um, a lot. So it kind of helps, especially those who are new to all of this. Kind of understanding the difference because some people who have maybe gone somewhere or heard of somebody who has had a reading, they can get confused as as to what, what they offer. I know like with, with readings in the shop, like when I do tarot, you know, I'm just strictly tarot. And I always ask, have you had a reading before? And they're like, oh yeah, I went and I saw, you know, this person, but they like, you know, connected to my grandmother and I'm like, Oh, okay. So you had a mediumship and they use tarot and everything. I'm like, okay. Okay. So, and I know you use those tools as well. I do. I use tools. Um, when I, however, when I do my mediumship readings, it's just me and the sitter one-on-one. I don't have tools. Um, but it is hard for me sometimes when the, when the energy is high and I'm doing a reading at your shop, not to journey into mediumship with people, because I definitely get those 
you know, those knowings of what's going on and who's there with them, but we're not doing a mediumship reading and that can be really emotional for people. Right. So it's not really appropriate to bring that up. You know, you never know where someone is in their grief. So. Right. Right. Exactly. So can you, can you share a little bit about like your journey? Like how did you like discover your ability? How, how did you get to here? Well, boy, it goes way back. (laughs) I was always what you might call a spooky kid. You know, I um, definitely saw and interacted with spirits as a very young child and even way, way beyond the time when people's imaginary friends go away. Mm -hmm. You know, when kids get to be about five or so, they can't bring their imaginary friends to school, so they go away. So my parents thought I had imaginary friends for a really long time because I was like nine and I was still having these interactions, (laughs) you know, about the the two specific spirits that I had always been around since I was teeny tiny. So that went on as a kid. And as I got older, of course, I learned, well, no one else does this. And I'm not going to continue, just push it aside, you know, and got into life. But always definitely had a connection with spirit in the sense that I could objectively see them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized other people couldn't. And I, you know, was ashamed and thought that was weird, mm-hmm. you know, so I never dwelled on it I would see them and be like okay let's go the other direction you know I just didn't want anything to do with it it frightened me I wasn't sure what it was other people didn't have those experiences and as a young kid that can really be scary you know so oh yeah all my life pushing it aside pushing it aside and then about six years ago I had a near-death experience oh I went into the hospital for a simple gallbladder removal and had a major allergic reactions to the anesthesia that they gave me oh Got my heart. Yeah. So that was was shocking. My husband was supposed to be and they're like, we've admitted your wife. Uh, So I was, you know, after that event happened to me, it definitely, I came back with a knowing that I was not serving my soul's purpose, that I needed to figure out what this was. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but my abilities were heightened after that, even more so, you know, and it was, I didn't know if I was going crazy. I didn't know what was going on with me. Right. So I wanted to find out, you know, so I definitely did a 180 in my life. Um, at the time that I had my near death experience, um, I had had a muggle job as a teacher for 20 years and I taught children. And then after that, I had gone to a, um, a quilting shop where they sew and I love to sew as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then the owner of the shop asked me what I was working on. And I told her, well, it's a quilt I've done. And she says, well, if you make a pattern of those, I can sell them. So I thought, well, okay. So I made a pattern and she started selling my patterns and they got more and more, uh, you know, popular. I opened a business doing that. Um, and so I was busy. I was very busy. And I think I was so busy that I wasn't really paying attention to myself physically. And that's when I got sick with the gallbladder. Mm, so I yeah. thought, oh, I don't have time to be sick. I'll go in the hospital. It'll be done in a day. I'll be back out and I can start. I was traveling all over the country teaching. I wrote books. It was a big thing. Wow. <laughs> That was kind of my second career, you know, so then when this happened and I told my husband, you know, this is profound in my life. I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happened to me, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking at everything completely different. I can't do this job anymore. I don't want to run that business, my business in that way. And I need to find out what this is, what happened to me, you know, and which path I'm meant to take with all this. So that was kind of where I ended up starting my development path. Wow. That's, that's a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. So like with, with that, like as you're, as you're, you know, figuring stuff out and, and seeing kind of what you want to do, like, was there any, 
specific training, any kind of mentors or teachers that kind of helped you absolutely like, like develop this more? Yes, absolutely. Because I didn't know what this was. Mm-hmm. All I knew is I had that NDE with profound knowledge when I got back that I was not serving my soul's purpose and I needed to do something in this realm. Mm-hmm. The, the the gifts were blown wide open. I was seeing, hearing, smelling, thinking I had gone crazy, having these intense dreams, you know, very vivid dreams about stuff that was going to happen and then it would happen. So and all your players were going. All of them were wide open. <laughs> yep. All of them came, came back with all of them wide open. So I immediately went to um, a class at one of my local spiritual stores mm-hmm. and she um, had a group called energy share group. So not knowing anything about what any of this was, I was like, okay, I'll go to energy share group. So sat down and it was our first night in group and I was the new one. So I sat next to the you know, facilitator and she looks right at me and she says, how about you go first? And I thought, well, what am I supposed to do? She said, just get in a quiet space. We're going to do a short meditation. And when we look in our eyes, I want you to share what energy you felt from the group. Okay. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll try, you know, so she did this little brief meditation and we all got centered and balanced. And, and then we sort of started, she was, you know, directing us to move our energy around the room to see what we got. And then she looks at me and she says, what did you get? And I thought, well, okay. I said, I was sitting there and I saw this woman and I said, she was sweeping the floor with a broom and she had a long white nightgown on in this building that looked almost like a log home or a log, you know, kitchen. And I described what the colors were in there. And I said, said the song on the radio is easy like a Sunday morning. <laughs> I can't say mm-hmm. that. So she's sweeping the floor. I'm describing the scene I'm seeing. And what's opened my eyes and stopped me talking is the man directly across from me went <gasps> like sobbed. And I didn't realize he had been crying while I was talking and telling the story. And then he got up and he left the circle. And a couple of people went after him and she said, it's okay, sweetie, let's go to the next person. And then when they went to the next person, that person says, oh, I got that Angie had a headache last night. I felt the ache and so-and-so skip. So I was like, oh, what did I just say? You know, I told this whole other thing and I realized they were all just giving sort of physical symptoms and little things they'd picked up on. And after the class and the man came back up to me and he hugged me and he was like, you have no idea that was my wife who you described. And she passed from cancer two years ago. She was the love of my life. And that scene you described of her sweeping the floor and even the radio music playing, that was her favorite song. And he said, so this, this was my wife. And he was like, I don't know how you did that, but I needed that so bad. He said, you have no idea how much I needed that. And I thought, wow. And I thought, I don't know how I did that. And I looked at the facilitator and she was standing there. She says, sweetie, you're in the wrong group. She said, you're a medium and you need to go find find a mediumship circle. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what's a medium? You know, and I'm like, I've seen things on TV, you know, I wasn't real right. sure. That began my entire journey into mediumship. I got with a development circle and I sat in that development circle for three years, meeting once weekly with a mediumship mentor who taught us about how to turn this off and on and taught us about how to raise and lower our energy. And like I said, though, I never doubted my connection with spirit because it had been there my whole life. I did need to learn how to hold my vibration high enough because spirits vibrate up here. We vibrate down here. So mediums bring their energy up to the level of spirit. Uh-huh. Spirit lowers theirs just a little bit so we can communicate. I needed to learn how to hold my energy at this level long enough to communicate effectively to people what their loved ones want them to know. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that, I mean, like <laughs> when you were, when you were talking about that, I mean, I was getting like, goosebumps like yeah wow 
that's so that's how I stepped into it and I knew the path and that I needed to take and um, you know, I've had a couple of different mentors since then, but I've only been doing professional mediumships readings for people for about a, um, a year now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've got a six month waiting list. So something's mm-hmm. working right where people are telling others about yeah. it. And it's growing, which is fabulous. But I did actually start when I was in development reading animals. So I would do animal um, communication and animal mediumship for some best friends of my husband and I who live in Texas and own a pet store. Oh, okay. So development, when you're with a a mentor, they teach you about communicating with animals because their energy is higher than ours. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step you make is they teach you animal communication and kind of how to read an animal. And so that's where we started. So at that time I was really, really good at it. And my friends in Texas with the pet store have tons of pets of their own. And so I started practicing on their pets and they were like, you have to do this. You have to do this for our customers. So I was like, oh, gee. So that was when I started first booking you know, appointments for those type of readings. And then I eventually felt like I could do human readings and charge money for it. So. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a process. It's definitely a process. It's step-by-step thing. And then once you feel comfortable. Yes. You know, then you then, step in maybe doing it professionally. Yeah. Yeah. So how can you like explain like your, your process of like, is there anything? Cause I know a lot of people, they, they're like, oh, do you have to like know all this stuff about me? Or do you have to like, do like this, like special meditation beforehand? Like, is there anything like, like ritual wise or anything that you do to like, get you, get yourself in that, like that, that space? Exactly. So to every medium is unique and we all work differently. Mm-hmm. I like to say that mediumship is, is the study of frequency and energy because once you break it all down and you get through everything, that's basically what it is. It's reading frequency and it's energy and energy can either be created or destroyed. So it has to go to another form. So I always look at it in that way because um, that's important. But to me personally, just as important is ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents are native or were native American. They lived their lives born and, and died on a native Indian reservation in Wyoming. And so ritual and ceremony was an incredibly huge part of my growing up for me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so pledging and clearing and working outside and, you know, honoring the sunrise and the sunset and honoring animals. You know, I mean, there was a lot of that in my life growing up because I spent every single summer with them on the reservation on their ranch. Beautiful. Wyoming is gorgeous too. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. And I still have a lot of family there and love to go back whenever I can. But so that was a big part of my world was ritual and understanding energy and tension and how important that is. Anytime you do any kind of energy work, you know, is your intention. The purpose of why you're doing it is your intention. And then just really understanding the power that there is in that you know, clearing your space before you work, understanding that you should be doing some sort of ritual energy cleanse of your own energy. For me, I smudge and I sage my entire area and then I put the good energy back in with other herbs and plants. So there's a whole process to that. And then um, we as mediums do something that's a deep meditation called sitting in the power, where you go through each of your chakra points and you work to, it's a very, very active type of thing to open, I guess some people call it the Kundalini or, you know, Uh yeah, yeah. but to open that field of, um, you know, raising your energy, raising your vibration, because that's the 
only way that you're going to be able to communicate with spirit while still staying grounded. Right. <laughs> Not just like floating off ethers. You still have to be grounded. So I do, yeah, do a whole, a whole ritual before I ever do a reading. Okay. Now, do you have to do like, um, like ongoing, like, do you do like ongoing trainings and stuff, or is it just something that like one would just work on their own kind of like a self study type thing? Yeah. I I mean, there's a lot of, um, really good places that teach mediumship online now. So because of COVID it's really easy to find an online circle or an online teacher to work with. I enjoy personally myself and I'm glad I had it when I was first beginning was in person and in person circle. Mm-hmm. where she you know was under a working medium who's working as a medium um the one that I happened to start working with first was British trained she's from Great Britain and she went to the Arthur Finley College for, oh, for training yeah. which they're in England and where the best mediums in the world you know work out of that and so she was trained by the late great Mavis Patilla and Mavis was one of the all-time best mediums you know ever and so I'm very humbled to be in her lineage to have learned through my medium who learned directly from her, you know, my mentor and then onto mm-hmm. me. So, you know, and like I said, we were every week for three years, we sat in circle and it's just learning the disciplines of mediumship because it's like chewing gum, riding a bike, you know, uh, then getting off running backwards, all of this at the same time while juggling three things. It's a lot, it's a lot mentally that goes on and a lot physically. So you really have to learn and take the time to give yourself that you know, ability to develop. So I'd encourage people to, to, yeah, look and see if you can find a local group because there's nothing like in-person learning. And if you're really interested in learning, you know, the British way, you could contact your local spiritualist church. There's a lot of people trained in that lineage that, you know, teach out of those churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so do what you can to just learn, start reading. You know, that's a good place to start to just right. read everything about it. Yeah. Right, right. Oh yeah, no, definitely. So is there a, is there a, like, can you share an example of maybe like a particularly like meaningful or, you know, really validating experience that you've had as a medium? There's a lot of, them, I'm sure that <laughs> out to me, um, that was, it's actually got a little bit of a humor side to it, but, um, I got, my daughter was getting married, my youngest daughter, and they got married here in my home in the backyard. So I had a house people and we were very busy and a lot was going on in this. um, I work off of another international platform called Berry Soul. And there was a um, mom that requested a reading for me and her son had passed and she was really struggling and having a hard time because his birthday was coming up. Mm. And I was like, oh gosh, okay, I'm going to fit her in. And so I told my husband to take a reading this afternoon. I'll be in my room, try to keep everyone quiet if you can. And, you know, I'm going to read for this lady. And that was all I knew is that she had lost her, her son and that she was hoping to connect with him. And as mediums, we tell them, we can't guarantee who's going to come through. We don't, mm. we have no control over that, but you can set the intention and I can do my best. Well, sure enough, her son came through. And uh, during the reading, sometimes when a spirit gets into your energy and the blend is really good they can make you feel for just a split second how they felt right at the time of their death well he had died of a grand mal seizure and uh, he had shown me his room and i described it to her he really really loved space so he had lots of spaceships and stars and you know um, rocket ship posters and things and he was 15 when he passed his name was paul and he died in his bed of this grand mal seizure because he had epilepsy and when he made me feel that 
seize for the uh, just a split second. I clenched my jaw really tight and finished the reading. She absolutely was, you know, loved hearing from her son and it was my pleasure to connect them. And then I was downstairs and I, I grabbed something to eat as we were supposed to go to the floor. So the guy said to my husband, my tooth feels weird. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, look at my tooth. Cracked my tooth off when I had. Oh, nothing. oh. So the rehearsal dinner is that night and I've got this broken tooth that then starts to hurt because I bit down into food. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I ended up having to call my dentist and have an emergency appointment. And, you know, his, his little, um, my niece daughters used to call him tooth furs when they were a little bit, his dental assistant came in and, and they met me there and he fixed my tooth for me, thankfully knowing that, you know, the wedding was the next day and I had mm -hmm. all this stuff. And the interesting thing about that reading was when we finished the tooth, um, the dental um, hygienist turned around and handed me this little bag with the toothbrush and everything in it. And it had a bunch of outer space and rocket ships on it. And I said to her, oh my gosh, oh. that's so and I said, you know, I, I just had an experience with that today. And she said, oh, she said, you know, my son, Paul, got off work yesterday or off school yesterday early. So I brought him over here and he stuffed like a hundred of those for me. Oh my gosh. Wow. So little things the universe will do. And so I said, oh, I think I know somebody named Paul too. That would think that was really cool. You know, just oh. little reassurance like that are just lovely so yeah, yeah all those all of those little you know synchronicities and yeah. and everything like the yesterday as a matter of fact I was I you know found out some some you know really good news and I was checking back and I was talking to the person and I was like when did this happen I'm like, can you tell me like what, what day was, was, did all of this, you know, take place? And they're like, oh, July 14th. And I was like, no way. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that was my dad's birthday. Oh yeah. And I was just like, oh wow. I'm like, that's, I go, that's just crazy. And you know, you get those little, you know, you get those little things, little yeah. signs and, and everything <laughs> you know, like when, when my, my, my husband's father, you know, passed a couple of months ago, they played, um, um, country roads, the song country roads, um, mm -hmm. at his, at his funeral. We've never heard that song. Like just, you know, like when you go out to stores and they're playing like background music, we never, yeah. never heard, it. you know, might hear it on the radio every now and again, if we're flipping through, you know, stations, but never yeah. heard it. We're in Lowe's like three weeks later, what's uh, coming over the speakers, but country roads. And we're just like, Hey, yes. And that's exactly what it is. It's a sign that snagged your awareness and it's very subtle, but you just somehow know right. that that was, a, it caught your attention. It made you think, right? So that's right. exactly what the voice of spirit is very subtle. I say it's soft as a feather. Yes. And if you're not paying attention, you can easily miss those things. But these are just your loved ones way of telling you, Hey, I'm still here. I'm around you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think, I think it's great. I'm always like, I'm always putting those, those pieces together. Like when yeah. I see stuff and I'm like, Oh, you know, Hey, or oh, like dates and numbers are just, yes. you know, certain things. Like you said, you know, like smells, like you go in and I'm like, Oh wow. I that reminds like the other day, my, we, just goes to show you how we like clean out from underneath our bathroom sink. 
Steve pulled out this bottle of Listerine, like the regular, like gold colored original Listerine. And he's like, have you used this lately? I'm like, no. And he's like, oh yeah, it expired like six years ago. So he's dumping it. And the smell of it brought me right back to my grandfather because my grandfather used to use Listerine with his dentures every morning. And I'm just like, oh, hi papa you know and i was just like oh yeah. it's and i always tell my like, say hi they love to hear yeah. it they love it. yeah yeah so how how can um how can people like i mean obviously you know coming to you or medium for for a reading do you have any recommendations that people can just do kind of on their own to connect. I know a lot of people, I I guess a lot of people like will come into the shop and they'll want to talk about like ancestor work and, and Mm -hmm. everything and, and like kind of having that kind of connection. Do you have any recommendations or anything? I do. I just taught actually at a workshop where we did a whole series on this we did a whole hour of how spirit connects with us the ways that they use to connect with us like the signs you're talking about Mm -hmm. that they use nature you'll see an animal and it'll just be acting a little odd and then you'll think of them Mm -hmm. you know songs over the radio they love to manipulate electricity so -hmm. sometimes they'll blink something and then you'll you'll think that was weird and then you'll smell a smell Mm -hmm. and it's grandma's clone so you know she's there Mm -hmm. and the more you acknowledge those signs the stronger they will become and I also tell people, you know, start paying attention because we only have our five senses in order for them to use to communicate with us, okay? As just muggles walking around. We haven't done any work to raise our energy. We're just, we have our five senses. Mm-hmm. So sight, smell, you know, taste, touch. Sometimes you'll feel a little weird, like spider webby touch. That's what mm-hmm. they feel like. Um, you know, and sensing too, using your intuition. Like if you really feel a presence around you. Don't be afraid to communicate because so many people are really terrified of that kind of thing. And it does scare them, right? But don't be afraid because it's your loved one and they would never harm you, you know, but also if you're going to be doing intentional things like, you know, and I know some of the girls that I met at your shop that were younger, you know, they talk a lot about like working with the Ouija board or working with, you know, candles that summons, you know, a certain entity or something to mm-hmm. them. I just want to just be careful that you're using it for the right purpose that your intention is pure and that you've done something to cleanse the energy around you right like you know don't go do the house mom and dad have just had a huge fight and and, you know it's just like bad energy you know make sure you're careful with the energy that you use and you know most people who do get frightened it's because the energy is not great and they're doing something that then draws something closer that's in the astral plane that's not really what you want to mess with so Mm -hmm. yeah just check the energy but you know ask for signs ask for dreams because your loved ones are pure light and love Mm -hmm. they're never going to harm you or do anything that will frighten you so yeah yeah cool well so how can how can people get in touch with you how can they connect with you the best thing to do is to go visit my website which is soulweavermediumship.com. And there's several places on there that have contact forms that you can just pop it up and say, and email me, you know, write me a quick email. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me. That's checked every single day and regularly. And um, I work on there with my daughter, Jessica, who we be together in your shop. And um, she is an amazing uh, empathic tarot reader herself. So she does fabulous tarot readings Yeah, and she's like it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just cool. my 
website. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll make sure we put all of your, all of your info, um, contact info and everything in, in the show notes too. So, um, so people can, can definitely reach out and, um, and connect with you, especially, you know, those who aren't, aren't local, you know, to, yeah. to this area. Cause yeah. Cause that's all, all my over. reading. I'll, I conduct all my readings over zoom. So okay. you don't have to be anywhere in the world. I just read for a lady in Israel a couple weeks ago. So all over the world. Oh, wow. Do- that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I just learned a lot and I know this will be definitely very helpful for a lot of, a lot of, um, our listeners because, you know, the, the questions come up and I think sometimes people, they want to know, but they don't want to ask because they don't want to seem like weird or they don't, or, or they might be a little kind of nervous and scared a little bit about finding out more. Um, so hopefully this will be, this will give some people a little bit more, more info to maybe seek, seek some things out. Yeah. Not to be afraid, to be afraid of your loved ones. They loved you and they still do. That's all you need to remember. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. I definitely appreciate it. Um, like I said, I'll put everything in, in the show notes for you. Um, so people know how to get in touch with you. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, April. It was a delight to talk to you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us this week. This has been a production of The Still Room, music by Breakmaster Cylinder. And don't forget, we have our Awaken the Witch Facebook group, our little coven over there on Facebook, where you can just, you know, ask questions, post funny memes, whatever, just kind of hang out in a very safe space. And you can always find the shop and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And then don't forget Miss Raven. She's the real boss of the show. She has her own Instagram as well. So, um, yeah. So thank you, Robin, again. And, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll see everybody next time. So take care, witches. Blessed be. Mm -hmm.